Hello everyone and welcome to the griefiest, burritiest show you've ever come across on this strange plane of life that we call 2020. I am Harrison Wild. I am Jordan Shenton, coming to you from inside of basically a tent right now. <laughs> the quilt igloo. Oh, it's ridiculous. Do you want to explain um, to the people why you're in an igloo? Firstly, let me say, if this is your first time with us, we are a weekly <laughs> comedy, gaming, and movie, an entertainment podcast. And today we'll be covering Amazon's latest hero shooter, Crucible, and deciding wow. whether it's worth your time. And if it ain't worth your money, because it's free, but it might be worth your time. It I don't know might. if any of that made sense. Yeah, I am. I, I've moved moved into like a new office bit at the house, so we converted mm-hmm. the living room. Yeah, it was super duper echoey. So it has said for me to make like a little tent. So I've got like a bed sheet over me, like <laughs> two chairs with like a spirit level and like a, a broom, and then a light fitting with a piece of wood like propped in it. It is the jankiest shit I've ever been a part of. They're like. To try and mitigate the echo, I've also taped loads of dishcloths to my walls. <laughs> They're so sparsely taped, though, in, like, random spots. I was and just also, going for, like, the empty parts. I don't know. I'm not, a, like, a I like sound artist. You, I like that you went to the effort to do a spirit level. Like, oh, my igloo's got to be perfect. <laughs> not quite. It's just a meter big. It's like a meter tall, so it's just, oh, like, like one of the long ones. I imagine one of the little tiny ones, you know, just, like, <laughs> balanced on top. <laughs> Yeah, well, that's about as center as yeah, this is going to get. That is perfect. Right, uh, okay. Right, okay. So just before we start, we'll get our socials out the way. So if you want to find us, you can get us everywhere at Grief Burrito. And if you want to help us get 100 five-star reviews, we're like 12 away. And I don't mean ratings. We've already passed 100 with those. I mean a few words to say what you saw of the show. So please, guys, do it. Help us reach the dreams. And uh, also, Jordan, as we spoke last time, we are... As of today, 52 listeners away from 10,000 listeners. Damn, so man. I think we'll do maybe a giveaway on the next episode, so don't miss that. Maybe we could send out some burrito blankets or something. We could do a prize draw, something. We, we can definitely come up with something, can we'll we? We'll do something, yeah. yeah that's amazing. That's, that's a momentous Who thing. would have thought we'd get 10,000 listeners? I know. That's insane. But anyway, dude, so do you want to fucking hit that button and launch us off into the intro? But Jordan, you... we're launching. Launch with me. We're launch. in a rocket. We'll launch. Go. How's your week been, dude? It's not bad. I've uh, I've moved my desk into the living room, so yep. I've got all my guitars on the walls. I've got my yeah, desk down sweet. here. I've got I got a new car yesterday that I've got to fix up. Mm. So yeah, it's been an eventful week. How about you? Uh, I have been gaming a lot. Uh, as I mentioned, I've been playing Breath of the Wild on Master Mode, which has rekindled my love for the game. Uh, once you get past the initial, oh my ass, this is so fucking hard, and you get to the, oh my ass, this is hard, but now I have a weapon, it's definitely more enjoyable. And not only that, I've completed Luigi's Mansion 3, which was good, and it was nice to get to the end of a game that, I don't know, like, as we've been saying about gaming ruts in lockdown, it's nice to actually reach the, an end point of a game as opposed to playing like online games where you're just playing matches. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, and you've got that like finite, definite end. Yeah, yeah, and it feels like I've actually I've got a bit of closure Achieved on something. Somewhere. Yeah, exactly. So, and I, yeah. I'm glad that I've played a game like that 
before we tried this new game that we're going to be talking about today, Crucible. Because going from a game that is like so much juice Mansion 3 to non-juice of any kindable helped me really <laughs> notice the issues with the game. Yeah, I get that. Oh, what, what else happened this week? Oh, I, uh, I sent a video over to Bottom of the Stream and they're going to do a video on it. Oh, amazing. Uh, a podcast episode. Oh, yeah, so, I saw in the in the group chat, actually. I did see that. Yeah, it's uh, it's 15-year-old me acting in air quotes. It's wonderful. It's one of the worst things ever. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, that'll be fun. So if you've not checked out bottom of the stream, definitely go give them a listen, and then yes. maybe they'll do a public release version of the, uh, the yeah, thing definitely. I was in. Uh, also, while we're just chatting about other podcasts, I do just want to shout out a few others. Some of my favorites are Crazy Train of Thought, which are the Idiot Savants, which have been absolutely amazing. Cross Atlantic Gaming are always awesome. Eat Crime are one of my other favorites. From the Middle, Geeks Freaks. Shout Night out Geist. to all you guys. Nightgeists. We've got uh, Cap- who sent us some t-shirts. Yes, Geekly. Yeah. We've not chatted to them in a while. And uh, understood, I understood that reference, which is Rob and Ross from the Island. They've been doing a, a weekly quiz, and I think they're doing one tonight. So I might be popping in there to say hello. Lit Gaming Arena, also to those. New Game Plus. Shot Select. Yeah, Shot Select. Ronin Geek. Oh, all part of our groups, and we love you all. We really do. Shall I hit the game in brief? Let's do it. So for those who don't know, Crucible is an 8v8 hero shooter in which two teams fight over capture zones to mass points from the asset denial. It's basically a multi-king of the hill like Conquest, so capture A, B, C, D, E or F. Uh, It released on the 20th of May and is produced by Amazon Studios and Relentless Studios. Apparently, J-Man, there are other game types in this, which I did not know, as the communication is one of the problems with the game. But as of today, I just looked at some game news before and there was a bit regarding this game. It looks like they've actually dropped the Harvester Command game, which is what we played, and Alpha Hunter game modes. So two out of three game modes have been dropped and retired already. And then I guess there's just one other game type. In the menu, though, there's no option to select another game mode. I tried no, not, clicking on it not and nothing happened. No, so okay. I don't know. Yeah. We'll cover that in UI, I'm sure. Yes, definitely. So let's <laughs> yeah. start with visuals. So what Just are your thoughts, first make of people aware that this is going to sound overtly negative, <laughs> but <laughs> we're, we're obviously like, we understand that people put a lot of work into this game. Yes. And we will yeah. try and give a little bit to like what we think could help. Yeah, we've got... Um, um, constructive criticism for each section so it's not just all this game is doom and gloom bad we thought you know it might be good to hear what could change to benefit players yes with the visuals then the character designs are actually something i really like about the game yeah there's some interesting ones for sure so like uh there's a character i'm going to mention a lot in this called Drakal, um who's like basically if you ever watch street sharks as a kid yeah um <laughs> who's pretty cool uh you got bug who's like this adorable little-faced robot that's really like nervous and kind, who I love. I did like that one. It caught me off guard as one of the characters when I saw it flying around. I was like, whoa, is that one of the heroes? Yeah, it's got like a nice level of... I wouldn't... I don't know if it's polished. It's got... It looks nice. And the colours are really vibrant and eye-catching. And it kind of gives me the slightest vibe, you know, the movie Annihilation. Yeah, I did see Ever a so colour at one point, and I was—I actually thought that as well about Annihilation. Uh, that character Bug you mentioned actually reminds me a lot of. Do you remember the film Wally? Have you seen that? Yeah, it reminds you. It reminds you of Wally. Yeah, what well, is it? Is it Eva, the girl one? It's like a mix, isn't it? Yeah, it's like if you cross them together, that's what you'd get. They had little robo babies. Yeah, little, I don't. I was trying to think of it. I don't even know. Robo bambino or something. <laughs> Rabies. Rabies. 
<laughs> All right then. So what do you think? First off, I think there's some, this is like going from like a game design point of view. Like I think there's some really nice texture and material work. I imagine they're using something like Substance Painter, which for the uninitiated is a custom asset painting tool where you can create materials for in-game items. So you can do like metallic textures and have them show different textures just with light as opposed to what you can see. So you can do like detail maps, you know, so you can see like scratches in metal and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, the models themselves are good, but I think they do struggle a little bit there. The, the characters are all near realism with muted color palettes for the most part. However, they're trying to make like lighthearted remarks with the characters similar to Overwatch and Apex Legends. And I think that's what gives you a weird juxtaposition where you're at a weird disconnect with the overall tone of the characters and then the world that they've tried to make. Because this world could be interesting and the level itself is basically like a jungle world where the bases are that you're trying to control. And I almost feel like the the tone they're trying to make is cartoony, but the world is realism. And like it doesn't, brutal, yeah. Yeah, it doesn't seem to mesh somewhere for me. It's It's got that really awkward mix between like adult combat and a childish aesthetic. Yeah, it, yeah. It's really, it really is a massive juxtaposition. But like, like you've just said, it's jungly. It's almost a bit like Pandora from Avatar. Definitely, yeah, I did but, get that vibe. It also, like, it, the world's always trying to mess you up, which is like that. But mm. the premise of the game in the tutorial, it says something like there is a substance called essence that can only be found on Crucible. So I was like, right, so it's basically Avatar. Yeah, it, yeah, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, <laughs> it's It really is. It's just, it's just weird. It, I don't know what they were trying to go. It feels like there were two different teams pulling for different things or director of the game was like just changing the goalposts. Yeah, I, I feel like that might have... I mean, this is like complete speculation on my part, but I feel like it might have been the game studio, so Relentless Games might have been going something more lighthearted. They might have been trying to go down the route of Overwatch or something like that, uh, or Apex, that's that, that kind of style. Whereas Amazon were like, well, we're trying to aim this at a slightly different market, so make it a bit more realism, make it a bit more gritty. Um, so you're getting yeah. the older market on twitch maybe maybe i'd like i've watched a fair bit of twitch recently and i've not seen anything heavily marketing this that or like a bunch of channels going for this you know what i mean yeah which is but weird considering amazon owned twitch as well yeah <laughs> it's just like i guess they can't push it too hard because it'd mm. look bad maybe in terms of how to fix this i think it may be a little bit late, but they need to define their tone more. So don't try and spread yourself into so many game genres. You need to sort of define yourself and stick to it. So it's like, I feel like they've looked at the Battle Royale games like Apex, Fortnite and Hero Shooters like Overwatch and was like, now kiss, like to, to just, just to try, try to tape it together. Yeah, just try to force it together. But they're very different and it's not a style you can meld easily, really. Um, I think the easiest fix that comes to mind would be just to bring up the colors in the world like make it brighter and make it more exciting to look at yeah maybe just try and i guess the vibrancy is the big issue yeah it's, just, it's kind of bland despite it being this like mystical well not quite mystical but you know this it feels mystical though like it's actually a yeah. very nice jungly looking level like it's an interesting level there's a lot of ups downs and corners to hide around and it's rocks just coming bland, out of waters, isn't it? but yeah, there's no, 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 the, what would you call it? The silhouette of the world, like what you're actually seeing, the shapes on screen are interesting, but they just kind of 
blur together because there's no color sticking out. Yeah, there's no like delegated areas. No, so it's no. like, even if there were, everything looks exactly the same. So I wouldn't yeah. know what, if I didn't have the waypoints for like A, B, C, D, E, F, yeah. I wouldn't know what to tell you where things are. Yeah, exactly. I got lost loads, even with that. I was like, I don't know where the fuck I am. <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah. I, I think, yeah, they just need to try and define it a little better. Like, what are you actually trying to achieve? And then, you know, if you wanted to go something a little grittier, you could add gore and stuff like that. Yeah, you know what I yeah. mean? If you wanted to go something a little more childish, you could add more particle effects that make it a bit more intense and, you know, eye-catching. Yeah, and real, really slow that frame rate down with all those particles. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the frame rate's not great I mean, regardless. Speaking of which, I don't know why, but on the menu, it was throttling my GPU to 99% in the character selection screen. Yeah. But while I was playing the game, it was only like 60%, 70%. I will say as well, the game does look like it's from <clears throat> like 2010. Like yeah. it doesn't, I, I was running it 4K full graphics and it doesn't look great. No, I don't know. Like why. the character models don't. Like they're, they're cool at a glance, but when you look at them, there are really some design flaws. Like they just yeah. don't look amazing. But that's always something they could fix with patches and just yeah, upload and new character models. That's, that's the, thing, fine. the wonder of free to play online games like this is updates can come and stuff can change like that. Yeah, exactly. It's not. It's not something they can't fix. No, it's just something they'll they'll need to look at. Yeah. But visually, I think that there's still a bit to be you know sorted out. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So what about, should we go on to UI next? Because that's, that's our next section. So yeah. for people who don't know what the meaning of UI, it's the instructions basically displayed on the screen. Maybe it's your mini-map, any yeah, menus, user interface. Kind of, yeah, user interface. Um, so first of all, the UI and the menus, and I mean this in the nicest way possible, are utter balls. <laughs> um, <laughs> especially if you're using a controller, it doesn't seem to signify which selection you're hovering over. If, if you've got a mouse, it's fine because you've obviously got a cursor moving so you can see what you're on. But if you've got a controller, you, you don't. It doesn't have like the Assassin's Creed like little ball that you move around anywhere freely and press A on something. It has to select something. So I'm there moving the control stick, waggling it all about the place with my eyes darting around, trying to find out what the hell I am selecting. And this is a really easy fix. All you need is a lighter color on whatever you're, you've selected just to show which option you're on. It's like gate that uh, is day one game design. It's, it's not hard to sort. It's, it's gay one day design. Okay, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, I believe you had some notes on this screen as well to do with the character selection and like checking skills. Yeah. So it it's, feels really weird hearing you straight up saying a game is boss. <laughs> like, I know. It's usually my job, but you are right. It's like. It's one of the few games where the menus really put me off wanting to play it because menus are like the easiest part of a game. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It's like the UI, if you've got a bad UI, it doesn't lend much confidence no. from your player no. base um, as to what they can actually do with the, the real game. If you mess up menus, like, fair. But the, <laughs> the huge flaw that I've got with this in terms of the UI is that it's really clunky and no matter what you're using, like you said. And there's no real explanation within any of these menus as to what where the thing you're looking for is. You've just got to kind of guess. Yeah, so yeah. The, the biggest gripe that I have that you led to was that when you're on the collections tab, where you can view all your hunters' cosmetics, voice lines, and all of the stuff, 
you can't view their powers or progressions on that tree, on the tree, sorry, within that page. So you then have to come out of that and then go into the main page and then click change hunter. And then it's not, not to mention, you know, that the collections page is literally ripped straight from Overwatch at the start. Yeah, it, it it's is. like, or I might be thinking of the thingy screen, actually, the one where you pick your icons. But it's like, if they're going to try and mimic something that's done by another game really well, you know what I mean? At yeah, least yeah. copy it to the point where it works properly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Just, and it just always says I have a new emblem when I fucking don't. Yeah, I had the same. I had the same I problem. On, on, on top of that as well, it doesn't tell you what your hunter's abilities actually do there. No, it So didn't. it'll give you like a vague example. Yeah. So for example, it may say that you have the ability to do a stun, but it doesn't tell you how big the area of effect is. Or it may say that you get life regen from doing something, but it doesn't tell you how how much you're going to get or why, whether you actually have to hit the enemy. Oh, it's right. just poorly it's, written information that doesn't very tell vague, you anything. Isn't it? It's, it seems to be very vague in all areas. And that's something, do you think that's almost an intentional thing because so many people were sick of handholdy games and wanted to learn from something? But I well, don't I don't think that corresponds with an online combat game. You that's information you kinda need. Like in a in a game like in an adventure game, it's nice to learn things like that as you go. But in this kind of game where it's competitive, you kinda need to know that information, don't you? Well look at Dota and it's like mm-hmm. Right, if you do this attack, it'll hit within X range. Yeah. And when it's hit, it tells you whether you channel it or whether you instant activate it. It tells you the range. It tells you what the values are. So in this game, you don't get a feel for what's actually going to happen when you press the button. So you can press the button. And it's like you get to pick between these two attacks. And then it either doesn't activate properly. Or right, we'll move on to that with gameplay. But (laughs) I... (laughs) I did like in the UI that when you click on your hunter in hero selection, they have like little conversation things and quips and bugs super fucking cute and it makes me happy. It's like heart meltingly (laughs) cute. But it's like the the main thing to take away from this, like we said, is that it can be fixed. Yeah, it totally can be. Like this, this is a game that is like a fucking marble sculpture. And you need to chisel all that shit away from around it to find at the core element there could be a really, really fun game here. And it should be fun. That's the thing. Like going from a game like I, I tried Valorant the other day, like I said, that is inherently fun. And it's because it's so much more simple. You've got this core concept of, okay, this is what I'm doing. This is why I'm doing it. And this is how I'm doing it. Whereas this game, it's just a bit of a... I don't know if you feel a bit lost in every every aspect of it. Yeah, you're never quite sure what's happening. No, like I, it's really I, weird. I found in my notes, and this was <laughs> I was writing notes while we were playing, and in all capitals, I've just got "What am I doing?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was like we'll get I'll get onto. A, I've got a big list in gameplay of things it just doesn't clear up. Yeah, we'll yeah. cover that in a sec. But it's like they could really fix some of this UI stuff quite easily. Like, do you know movesets? Yeah. So it says, here's what your character's ability does. 
if it had like a little window that pops up when you hover over something or click it and it shows you the character doing the thing. Yes, that'd be so much better. Because other games do it and it's like, right, I know what that looks like now. I know how long it takes to activate it. Yes. I know if it's instant. I know, I know when I've done it because I can see it happening. There. I know how much health I'll get back if I hit them with this special move. I'll know how long they're stunned for. Because it's like, it gives people a brief stun. And it's like, how long's a brief stun? Yeah, my, it gives my you health. Brief how much health do I get? Brief. <laughs> yeah, it's like, how much health do I get from this? Like, I need to know these bits of information. I don't know, at least six. <laughs> six <laughs> yeah. what? It's between, it's between six and a million. Like, oh, okay. <laughs> One and three dogs. <laughs> <laughs> but like, the UI could also be linked back and forth, so you know where you're going to. So yeah. in the collections, you should be able to see your character's abilities in collections, because it's literally a list of everything your character has. Yeah. Why yeah. you can only get that from the select your hunter screen is fucking beyond ridiculous to me. Yeah, that shouldn't be there. It should be there should be some kind of whole menu teardown and like reworking entirely, I think. Just do what Overwatch does. Just all of your character stuff is in one space. You click on them, it tells you the cosmetics, the emotes, you can check their abilities, you hold F1 to check everything. You don't have to mess about you know just do what other games already do well yeah yeah and don't it, be ashamed like you don't if need you to copy reinvent a style. the wheel it's okay it's only character selection yeah uh, yeah okay uh, so let's talk about how to fix this so clarify what the ass is going on <laughs> simplify <laughs> the ui and work it in a way to show what you're selecting if you're not using a mouse because I understand this is for the PC master race, but some people still do play with a gamepad, even on PC. Yeah. So please, guys, take that into account. That's all I can say. Just just clear it, clarify it. Like I said, there is an amazing game here that could be amazing. Just just chisel it down, simplify it. That's all. That's all we need. I feel like if we were put on the, U the UX testing for this, mm -hmm. we would have been valuable. Yeah. Because yeah. we don't... I, I enjoy tearing shit apart, to be fair, but yeah, I know you, do. you don't. No, no, and that's the thing that that's why I feel like I feel bad making these sort of points, but I feel like I'm back at uni, like a, it's really twigged my eye for what is wrong. Because a lot of the times in games, and this is something that we learned early on, if you do stuff right, a lot of the times you won't get praise for it. But if you do stuff wrong, people are going to fucking let you know. Well, that's that's the same with any job, isn't it? Yeah, it's like, yeah. if you're doing your job well, you don't need praise. You just need to know that you're not getting in shit. Yeah, yeah. If you're not getting in shit, you're doing well. Yeah, if stuff runs smoothly, people don't really notice. It's when you start getting holdups and not knowing what you're doing, or if your fucking shotgun, it's supposed to be powerful, is not doing anything. <laughs> I'm going to yeah. start to notice, you know? Right, shall, shall I start with gameplay then? Because yeah, I've got yeah. a fair bit. Yes, you've got quite a chunk for gameplay, as I can see. Now, this part is basically inexcusable for me, yeah. to be honest. I think I think you may have an idea of what it is, because I complained about it a yes, lot. you did. It's the tutorial. Yeah. So most games, when you finish the tutorial, have a complete idea of what you're supposed to do and when you like actually get into the game. But no, not Crucible. Nope. I spent the first five minutes of my first game completely un unaware of what I was supposed to be doing, and the next five after that trying to get to grips with the movement of Drakal and his moveset. Yeah. Because it doesn't... He's nothing like one of the three characters you pick at the start, because he's a melee-only hero. Yeah, Now, right. the tutorial tells you how to do the following, yeah? How to move, how to shoot, 
how to use one character's abilities, how to cap objectives, how to heal, and what essence does. Mm-hmm. You know, not bad. And what doesn't it tell you, J-Man? <laughs> Here's what it doesn't tell you, Harrison. How to play the actual game, mm-hmm. how big the teams are. I didn't know it was an 8v8 game until we got into a game. No, me neither. Was not aware. What your objective actually is, it doesn't tell you that, like in the tutorial, it just tells you to capture the extractors, but doesn't say that's the main pissing objective. No, it just They just say it's a way of getting essence. What design is that? (laughs) That's it. That's all they say. So it's like, it it doesn't tell you whether essence is shared or whether like, you know, if I kill something, you can pick it up. I still don't know. No, I think it's only when you kill things that you get it. How, how, and that's don't tell you think. how the movesets vary, don't tell you how damage over time works, don't no. tell you basic tactics, how to actually drop into the game using the drop pods, what the game mode actually is, the character roles, ideal compositions for characters, what the various plants in the game do. I just assume they were all negative like every other game in the yeah, world. No, one plant makes you invisible. It's the yellow one, the right? The yellow one, yeah. The green I one, just assumed, I'm not sure what that does. I, I, I don't know. I should know that, but, yeah. you know, that's apparently Might too, be health, I don't know. too dumb for the game. So <laughs> the game also stops your team, if you've got like a team of two or three mm-hmm. that you're jumping in with, stops you choosing the same character from what I could tell, yeah. but then lets you match with other people that have chosen the same character. All right. What? Yeah. What even is that? I don't know. That's because you wanted to play as the soldier guy, didn't you? Yeah. And then Kendo right. picked the soldier guy, so you couldn't. So I played as Sazan. Yeah. So <laughs> then we dropped into the game, and other people were playing as the soldier dude as well. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, but I couldn't. So... And I was salty about it. <laughs> so I was like a brine just... me. I was so salty. <laughs> <laughs> I just. The, there's not really much I can say. Like, obviously, they can fix all this by making a better tutorial. Yeah. I just... What did I play earlier on? I played something yesterday, like a new game. Uh, I played Resident Evil Resistance. Oh, yeah. Played, like, the, the Dead by Daylight-esque thing. Mm-hmm. Tutorial in that. Amazing. I knew how to play exactly how exactly to play do it, yeah. everything. And it took five minutes each each side. So that's how it should be. Like a tutorial that's shouldn't it. be complex. It should literally be, here's how a match goes. You run through a training facility, which has nothing to do with the rest of the game. Yeah, I did wonder whether we were going to come back to that place or not. I didn't know whether that nope. was going to be part of the level. If <laughs> It more felt like I was going to escape from a place. Yeah, but then it's like, oh, by the way, there are people dying. And Get it's like... And help the team. Who's my team? And then, yeah, I don't... Uh, it just boggles my mind. There's so much wrong with it. Yeah. That, I feel like that tutorial was designed for a different game. Maybe that's the thing, though. Maybe, maybe they were designing a different game beforehand. And they changed it in the last two weeks and didn't yeah. have time to redo the tutorial. Like, I would have loved to have had a go on what, uh, what those other game types were. I would like to have seen, is it more like that? I, d- I doubt it. I doubt it's going to be that confined and, like, corridory. Yeah, maybe not. There's like, also, there's no game chat, is what you mentioned. So it's there, like, you can't actually ask for help in meaningful yeah, there's ways. No either. Voice chat if you're like, there's no text chat. you're trying to cap an objective, that's it. Right. So I'll let you move on to help. your bit while I stop being. Yeah, it's all right. Mad. Don't worry. So the first thing <laughs> is I'd like to say is I, 
like the drop pad animation. So you drop down through a wormhole and you have this cool camera focal length change that like stretches the pod out. Um, that's pretty cool. It does run at like 12 frames per second. Though. It does, yes. So 12 <laughs> frames of beauty. For a game that, that is brand new, the connection times are pretty bad. So my first time trying to get a game, I actually couldn't get one. So I sat for a good... I don't know, 15 minutes before I got bored. And then when I did finally get a game, it kept taking about five minutes each time to get me in there. So movement in the actual game itself, everyone is so slow, like other than one character that can sprint, but you can sprint indefinitely, which is unlike any game since, God knows, I don't even know the last time I played a game who, who could sprint indefinitely. And where it was a nice thing, like this is the main soldier character and he's the only character that seems to be able to move somewhat almost satisfyingly so he has the infinite sprint but you press y to sprint it's one of his like skills so i kept clicking the left stick to sprint like normal game well, when i say normal games like every other game and that was like a scan function but i didn't know what the scan i never was used doing. the scan once yeah, i couldn't figure out what i was supposed to do with the scan i don't know if you put it's it meant to show you enemies and monsters and like pickups and stuff oh right that but never I seemed to work for me I used it once or tried to use it once in the game and just I didn't see the point. Right, I was like, never okay. mind. See, that's <laughs> just be cut out. That's just unnecessarily complex. Um, yeah. I noticed that some animations as well are weird. So when you jump as the soldier, I can't remember what the soldier guy was called. When you jump as him, uh, when you're sprinting, you sort of like just straighten up and lock into some weird position. So you feel like you've glitched through the air. And I, I kept doing it. It wasn't like a one-off thing. Every time oh, it's called you, Mendoza. Mendoza, that was it. Um, every time you run and jump, it does the same thing. I did quite like his character. It was somewhat between Doom Guy and Master Chief. It was like, and, and maybe one of the Gears from Gears of War. It was like he's basically Soldier Seventy Six from Overwatch. <laughs> really? Is that it? Yeah, I've not played Overwatch <laughs> properly. So I, I, yeah, it's fine. Like because Soldier Seventy Six has indefinite sprint and a machine gun he's basically like if you enjoy call of duty he's the main character you'd probably learn as yeah okay he's the most like white toast you know like toast, yeah. generic if you're used to like third person first person shooters he's probably the one to go to he's the only one who can aim down the sights as well isn't he with l yeah it's yeah, just everyone else weird. can't do that so you kept using dracal didn't you yeah like i keep using dracal as my example because he's the only character i vaguely enjoyed playing so it really weirds me out that with him being like a dedicated melee character, yeah, he is incredibly slow, even when you're like chaining his little jump boosts and his main boost using shift. It's just like you're trying to close a gap between you and an enemy, and then you use your little jump boost. If they're walking backwards, it's so hard to keep up, and they're not just going to stand in one place. And then you boost, you can overshoot it, and then you're still in a bad situation. Like, he's meant to close a gap and be offensive, and he, you just struggle at every turn. Yeah. Could could you lock on? I, I can't remember whether you could lock on. I don't think so. Because it feels like with that, you should be able to lock on to someone, and then when you boost, it sort of curves you towards them. I don't know. It's like, the big issue is that, obviously, a melee character suits being in a third person. They really do. Mm-hmm. Like, third person's ideal for a melee character. But his abilities... It's like one of them is like put uh, like a pudge grapple or a roadhog grapple from like if you do different games, so you can grab them, pull them towards you. Yeah, it it doesn't work in third person. That doesn't work. First person, absolutely fine. It works because you can be really accurate. It, third it person, was hard to get that. Yeah, it I don't. 
that and his like is a lifesteal ability hitting anything i just couldn't tell if i was hitting them like his stun was fine to a degree but takes so long to use the amount of times i tried to use my abilities and you can't interrupt your current attack to use your abilities oh really yeah so if you started a swing and it takes half a second to finish you can't activate your next ability you can't queue which really annoys me oh weird i didn't know that yeah it's it's just disappointing it doesn't make me angry or anything because i'm not invested i'm just it just annoys me a little bit yeah it's just disheartening it's hard to rectify this kind of thing because like my my next section is like I, personally I think that all the characters they're needing some weight like they all feel very floaty everything's kind of weightless and weird because the characters it doesn't seem to fit because the characters are all like bulky and big like they really are it's like I I actually kind of got this a little bit from Doom Eternal recently because I I wish the Doom Slayer had footsteps when he ran or louder like chunkier footsteps like he's he's a massive guy in armor and the same with the characters in this game if they've got massive armor they should be you know you should feel chunky when you're doing it and like combat feels really light too i couldn't really tell like you said if i was hitting anyone or if i'm doing any damage and from what i was seeing i really wasn't doing much damage at all anyway even though i'm pretty sure i was being accurate and I feel like they could benefit from increased damage and faster respawns. Maybe that's something they could do like as the round gets towards the end of the round, so you start spawning faster, maybe you get damage multipliers, just something to increase any aspect of urgency with the game, because it didn't feel like there was any, in my opinion. No, it's like the scoreboard as well. You can look at the scoreboard and it's like, oh, we're losing, and it's just like, it swings back and forth so often, doesn't feel like there's any weight and it's not like oh they've nearly won pick it up guys and stuff like that giving you little hints as to what's going on in the match if you're busy yeah it's like i have the same feeling as you though there's no real impact from hitting someone that and there's no real indication that you're getting hit or how much health you've lost so it's like i don't know like i found myself constantly looking at my health and not at the fights because I'm not sure, one, how much damage I could take and whether yeah, I was safe yeah, to keep right. fighting. Like, I don't know what damage other people do because it's so varied that I don't know how long I can be in a fight for. It's like, is a quarter of my health enough? Am, yeah. am, I, am I meant to heal up? I got so many times I was on basically full health. I'd tank a load of damage and then my health counter, because your health can count down if you get damage over time. But it's really poorly designed. So, like, it's like you've got a timer, which is your health counting down, which is, like, minus 2,000 or something. So it's like, right, I'm going to die because I'm nowhere near a med station. I've got no heals. So it's like, I've just got full health and I'm going to die now. Like, all right, I guess. Like, I'll just fucking die then. (laughs) Like, whatever. I'll just die. Yeah, there was a lot of aspects like that. And there's a particular one with the cooldown that I'm going to get to now. And you know, you heard me shouting about this one. So there's, old, yeah. there's one particular character I was playing as called Sazan when I couldn't get the soldier guy to play as uh, Mendoza. And uh, to be fair, it has to be, I don't know, I can't even describe the kind of character it is, like the classification, because it felt like she was supposed to be like an assassin type. Yeah, but then she had a shotgun and a 
like a scout rifle kind of thing, like a single shot rifle. She's got some really cool Middle Eastern inspired music when you wait for the match to start, which is great, but she's genuinely one of the worst characters I think I've ever played as in a game. That's one of the juice things that we'll get to in a minute. Uh, in the next couple of sections where we said it was weird juice in strange areas like why does each character have separate music for everything but i didn't even notice that you couldn't tell you were being hit because there was no juice there so but yeah so yeah <laughs> so this character she cannot reload uh, I don't know if they looked at Doom 2016 and were like, people love no reloading, and then they thought they'd do it here. But what they do instead is they make her have two weapons that when one runs out, you swap to the other that you've just emptied from, from its reloads. However, that rifle that you've just swapped to does no real discernible damage at all, and you don't have enough shots in it to even take out one of the AI plant monster enemies. And the shotgun that you switch to is less threatening than being hit with a wet fucking dishcloth. Like, it does nothing. And the description says it does devastating damage. <laughs> but it does nothing at all. And it's got yeah. three shots. And then if you're on a cooldown, when you fired all your shots from your rifle, you've switched to your shotgun, shot three times, which also does no damage, you're now on a cooldown for two guns and you can't shoot. It seems super dumb to me to make that, like, there's a cooldown on a character's weapons when it says that you have to swap to reload yeah surely if you just swap back and forth you should just be able to do it it's just a quick thing yeah but like, i guess they're trying to stop people going like infant ammo you're just switching 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 but then that's but badly what if designed you're out of, then what if you're in a fight exactly you know I mean? everyone you, else has got ammo yeah and you've got a knife that doesn't really do anything either that i could see they're trying to have certain characters that stack debuffs yeah. But it's all about damage output, so the debuffs don't fucking matter. Yeah, it doesn't seem so to work like, with this kind of game. I had another character. Uh, they were so bland and forgettable, I can't even remember the name. I think we got it somewhere. Uh, Be nice. What was she called? <laughs> Sorry. Shakiri. Shakiri, okay. that's the one. Um, they had a pistol, which you could not manually reload. Uh, you just had to wait with no indication of how long it was going to take for the gun to reload to reload. Oh, right, okay. Uh, and then you'd randomly have ammo again. And she also had a sword, which I had no idea how long the combos were and how much damage it did. So I tried like slapping people up a bit and it didn't work. <laughs> so I was like, uh, probably not going to play as this character again. I think that's why I like Drakal so much is that he's simple. Yeah, and that gets to the point that we said before. Make stuff simple. Like even Doesn't if you've got a really technical character, make them make it pay off when you do something well. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But there was just no payoff. I just couldn't. I couldn't find any reason to want to play them. No, no. And like to try and fix it, like like we said, that's that's what you need. You need more payoffs. And like I think it's a serious task, but I think everything needs to be more chunky. Like the hit and being hit feedback needs to be ramped up massively. The movement overall, like the acceleration of the characters needs to be increased, of getting up to speed, of moving. And good gaming deities, please increase the damage just overall. Like there's, like we said before, there's no urgency. You don't really feel like you're doing anything to anyone. Like I need to feel powerful in a shooter. I'll, I'll change the, it'll change the pacing of the whole combat, but that's necessary here in my opinion. And also thank you to your mate Kendo for coming and playing with us. He hated us for that. Yeah, I know. He came Sorry, on, Kendo. my mate Kendo from work. He came on, he played a game with us, and by like the end of the second game, he was like, I just never want to play this again. Yeah, uh, I'll be uninstalling it today, I think. Unless I've already uninstalled it. 
I imagine there'll be a lot of fixes coming, like I said, and they've not... There's got to be. Yeah, I think this is either four or six out of ten currently rated online, so I, I imagine they're getting the feedback. And I and yeah. I, I hope the people behind the game, Relentless Studios, you know, take the feedback and aren't too hurt by it. I hope if they hear this, they're not just like, these guys are slating the game, because like we said, it can be a good game. It just needs honing. As much as I enjoy tearing shit to shreds, it just makes me sad that there's not a game there that I want to play because I love video games. It's like my favorite pastime. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, I, do, I don't actually enjoy it. Like, I don't want people who make the game to feel bad. I just want them to kind of listen and be like, oh, yeah, this guy's been playing games for, like, 20 years. Yeah. He's probably... I've been playing games since I was, like, four years old. <laughs> it's like, you know, just look at it and just why did why were they not putting this in front of more people because there's some inexcusable stuff in here yeah did they have any like play testers stuff. maybe they didn't that's the thing if they're a small studio maybe they didn't have many testers if amazon well, even if you get like your mate it. to play it you know what i mean yeah well yeah that's what i would do i'd say look i've got this game we're working on unless amazon were like you can't show this to anyone you don't know like, you don't know about the secrecy of it all i just think it's a shame that amazon took a small studio and sort of it feels like they've been dropped in at the deep end without much knowledge of that style of game yeah like a moba yeah because like i i haven't played dota or anything so i i don't know if it's similar in that but it's a very um it's a diehard market and like people know they want the mechanics fucking perfect they want the visuals absolutely great and everything needs to work smoothly and so far, this game doesn't really do any of those points. And I feel bad for the studio from that. I do, yeah. I can tell this isn't really their fault. No, I, no. I, I feel like the goalposts have been moved for them and they've had to redo a few things. Yeah, totally. Because the, the bones is there. You know what I mean? The, there's something there. It's just, where is it? Yeah, It's, it's somewhere within, the, like you said, the marble. It's somewhere. Where is it? Give it to me. Yeah, this is, it's become like a quantum cloud of gaming. It's like, it might be over here somewhere. There's probabilities. It might exist in that state, but I need it in binary. I need zeros or ones. <laughs> it's this game or yeah. it's that game. I'd love to actually just like take a look at what the studio were doing during development and just be like, whoa, 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 whoa. No. Yeah, slow down. Let's <laughs> Not <see>. that. <laughs> yeah, so let's talk uh. about uh, finishing juice because we've got to talk about juice because there is no juice. Explain juice. So juice, for people who don't know, is little finishing touches. Uh, Nintendo are known for their juice. Everyone always goes to Nintendo for their juice because it's little things that just sort of pop at the end of gaming for the player to be like, oh, it's like when if you left Mario on Mario 64 for ages, he falls asleep or Luigi takes off his hat and scratches his head like little tiny things. And then even hit markers. Yeah, hit markers. That is juice. Screen shake, big loud noises, flashes, particle effects, all that sort of falls under juice. And I, I said there's no juice. There is, but it's, it's, there's, there's little and they're in really odd places. And the one that really stuck out to both of us was when I was capturing one of the generators or whatever the thing was called and you came up to help me and my character and my character spoke to your character but you referenced him by name and remarked about how he must have been pretty ferocious in the world before he joined the team to help. Now that's like a really specific piece of juice. It's like it's not like a random particle effect that happens when you shoot a gun every time. It's like 
this player's chosen this character to play as and this other player has this character, then this specific line gets said whenever they get close. Like that, and there's no fighting going on. Yeah, and, it has, you know. it, that's a very specific line of code that's been written. So like, why are they writing such specialized piece of code and little tiny things like that when so much more of the rest of the game is unfinished? Yeah, I did. I did quite like that interaction. Oh, I loved it, and that's the thing. I was like, "That's fucking cool, juice." Because I was there. Like, did your character just say something to mine? Because I thought it might be on like client side. Yeah, and it, you were it like, was "No, no, he said us. it for me too." Yeah, uh, yeah, but it was like, <laughs> I don't understand. It's like they don't have enough character or backstory to make me care what one says to the other. Like, I don't know their relationship. Yeah, yeah. So it's like I. From my understanding, then, from what I've gathered from that, Dracal is either really well known as being brutal, or he knows the person to a degree, or it's like it doesn't build anything. It just raises more questions. It does. And from, it's like, from what I saw, there was like little lore things that you get. You get like USB sticks with like voice files that give backgrounds on the characters. I did see that. And I get where they're going, like with the drip feeding lore, like Dark Souls, like Metroid, that kind of style. But again, in this kind of game, you don't have any kind of world to explore to build story on its own. So I don't think that that kind of drip-feeding lore works with this style of game, personally. Well, that could be another thing where they have, like, a short, like, do you know, hand-drawn animation? Yeah, yeah. Or, like, animated thing. Just when you click on the character, it plays, like, a 30-second video. It doesn't even have to be detailed. It's like, Drakal is a warmonger from fucking Shark City. Shark City 3. <laughs> yeah. Who does, like, all this stuff, and he's joined whatever the team is. I don't know what the team is. That's the, yeah. I are don't there know good the guys or are there bad guys? Exactly. Yeah. In Overwatch, there's good guys and bad guys. Yeah. But they fight together because of I don't fucking know or care. But you know, <laughs> it's like Overwatch has these little videos that give you an idea of who these people are and you know their humanity. They've got comics. Yeah. Um, you can yeah. you can get an idea from their character design as well. Like Reinhardt's a big, strong, like German defense person who loves his friends. Yeah. And then you've got Roadhog, who's literally just like an anarchist, Roadhog. along with Junkrat. And you've got Soldier 76, who's this flawed super soldier who's done with the world, pretty much. He just wants to help people. But all of these ones just seem a bit bland, and I didn't have a clue who they were. Like, I'm assuming Drakal's bad, because he, he just, like, threatens to bite your cursor yeah. when you click on him. Yeah, he does, yeah. <laughs> but um, it's like... Why should I care about these things? Because I don't know who they are. What do you want from me, game? You know what I mean? Yeah, like it, so it I, wasn't clear whether you were stealing the essence from the planet because you were killing the animals or if you were liberating it back. Or I, I, I didn't know what I was doing. I don't know who's... Am I meant to be fighting? Are these people best friends? I don't... Are they... Have they literally just arrived on the same day and someone's like, oh, I recognise your name from the shark manifesto yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know it's just I'm so lost it, again you just feel lost at every turn nothing's explained no. you, you've written down the characters do you want to explain what you've got there <laughs> I'm going to get some of these names wrong okay uh, so here is the list of the 10 characters currently in the game so an Anona who is basically Widowmaker from Overwatch and has really doesn't like her jiggly bits. Hey, come on. Do you want to explain the jiggly bits? <laughs> she's like a, a fish lady and she's got like 
I don't even like a manta ray's fins like off the back of her shoulders and the back of her arm. But when she runs, they're not like manta ray bits. Like flibbing about. Yeah, they've like put like flesh cloth physics on it and they just kind of flob a bit too much. Yeah, that was weird. It's like shaking a jellyfish. (laughs) So you've got Bug, who's I think is a support unit. Again, they don't have really defined roles. They don't tell you any of this. So you don't know if you're picking an assault, a defense, a support um, so they make plants or something for the team to use. You got Mendoza, who's basically Soldier Seventy Six from Overwatch. Mm-hmm. You got Earl, who's basically a mix of the heavy from TF Two and Soldier Seventy Six from Overwatch. He's also a giant redneck alien guy. I'll, yeah, I don't know how he gets check shirts that big. I know. I wish I got check shirts that yeah, big. I, um, <laughs> I could make a tent out of them instead yeah, of a bed sheet. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you got Summer, who's like a pyro character, who's actually kind of cool. I like that. I think yeah, she she's... can fly with the like the pyro cannons, couldn't she? Who's, what, she's from Hawaii, right? Yes, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Okay. That was one character yeah. that I could not do anything to. Like each of the characters I played was, she fucked me up every single time. Yeah, I felt that. Yeah, uh, Shakiri, who's the person I can't remember the name of with the sword and sh- pistol and stuff. She's a bit pirate, uh, you got, isn't she? I have no idea. Honestly, mate, I couldn't tell you. <laughs> that That's the issue. I couldn't tell you. Even if I wanted to tell you, I can't. I don't know. I just have like a wispy dream of a pirate in the back of my head. So I think she was kind of like steampunk pirate-esque. But... She was either a pirate or like a captain or something. Like, do you know, like a military captain? Like she oh, had yeah. a saber. Yeah. yeah. Maybe yeah, she had like a revolver. Uh, I, I don't know. You got Tosca, who's a furry healer. All about those furry healers. Uh, you got Drakal, who's a sharky axe man. You also got another good R- band uh, Rahi and Brother, who's a dude with a robot and a shield. Yeah. And you got Cezanne, who has his favorite character. Fuck Cezanne. <laughs> and this game basically feels like, if I'm completely honest with you, it yeah. feels like it should be an alpha. It doesn't even feel like it's beta ready to me. I did not know this was a full release. I was very surprised to hear I, that. Yeah, so it doesn't feel like it's in any way ready. It feels like it's still a year out. Yeah, yeah, it does. Yeah. I'm, I'm interested to see what they change going forward. I want it to be good, though, because it seems like something where I could enjoy it with friends. Yeah. But if you've noticed, I can, I can play shit games with mates because it's fun. That's the thing. It's like, funny. I, I enjoyed playing everything. this because it was funny with you and Kendo. But that shouldn't be how I have to enjoy this game. Like, la- I, it shouldn't be like watching a bad movie. It shouldn't be like watching a B movie and laughing because the special effects are bad or because I can't reload my own gun. Like, I should the, be able to play this on my own and enjoy it. You know, it started out fun because it was funny, yeah. and then after after we got two games in with Kendo, there were three of us playing it, and I'd like to think we're all quite funny together. We're, like, joking and stuff like that, but we're all laughing. Yeah, yeah. But it just got to the point where it was like, we're laughing, but we're not having fun. We're having fun talking to each other, not playing this game. Yeah, exactly, yeah. And that's a really big problem if you've got three mates who enjoy each other's company who can't play it. Yeah. That is, a, that is a genuine issue. It is. On our next section, like, I've, I've made a comment that I think this kind of feels like a cash grab on Amazon's part. I don't even know if that could constitute as a ca- cash grab because it's free. As soon as you go into it, there are so many skins, there's so many microtransactions, there's so many little things you can buy. But if the game's not fun... Yeah, no one's going to do it. Gonna... I know, but it feels like that's the angle they've gone from. And it was like, 
don't worry about the gameplay. We just need to get it out and we need to have all these microtransactions in there. That might be me being cynical and I'm sorry if it comes across that way, but you, th- you kind of see it a lot. You could be right. Yeah. But it's like, don't get me wrong. It's not the worst game I've ever played. It, it's not It's not the worst. No, no. But it's, it's pretty, you know, we're in 2020. It's down there. It's pretty bad. Like, <laughs> the, there's definitely stuff they can do to fix it. And again, I'm really sorry this episode's been just complaint after complaint, but we said we were going to make this this episode before either of us had played it. Yeah, yeah. And it just so happens that it was really didn't sit well with us. No, no. Like, like at the end of the day, we're a gaming podcast, so we need to critique some of the latest games. Like we were thinking about doing this once a month, weren't we? Like, playing the same game each month and then yeah. saying what's good or if it's bad or what could change or what could improve or maybe we just really, really like it. Um I'd love to There's have a discussion with, here. with the dev team about this game to see what they went through. And I, re- I reckon they through, they'd but. be they'd be pretty apologetic about it, or just like, look, it just didn't go well. Yeah, like I, I actually don't know much about Relentless Games or or how their experience was working on this game because obviously it's just come out. Maybe we might hear that it was fucking like uh, not not Naughty Dog. Is it Naughty Dog? Who was it? The big drama about Last of Us Two. Oh yeah, Naughty Dog. Yeah, maybe it'll come out like that. Who knows? But I'm not making maybe. assumptions on that. So you asked me to remind you that there was a Kinder Egg analogy. Oh, there was. Yeah. So thank you for writing that down. Uh, <laughs> I forgot about it to be honest. When we were playing, I mentioned that the game feels kind of empty. So if you're English, you'll know what this is. If you're American, you might as well. But there's something called a Kinder Surprise, Ooh. which is like a chocolate egg, which inside has a capsule with a toy in it. Yes. It's like eating one of them or opening one of them and there's no toy inside. Yeah. There's, there's quite a bit of polish. It looks nice. The visuals are okay, even if they do look a bit 2010. Mm-hmm. But there's just nothing under the surface. There's just... It looks like it's going to pull you in. And you're like, right, something's going to grab me here. <laughs> right, and I'm going to get a get, well-good toy in this yeah, little egg. <laughs> you, you get there and that's it. There's nothing. It's it's done. You're like, right, I've had my fun now, if you can call it that. Yeah. And it's really sad because I wanted to enjoy it. I did too. And I, I did have high hopes. Like When I installed it, I was like, oh, I'm going to try. Because obviously I'm just getting into PC gaming. So I'm getting to try a lot of these PC exclusives. And I thought this was going to be one of the big ones of the year. So I'm, I'm yeah, I'm kind of disappointed. I'm kind of sad. Especially coming from Amazon as well. Amazon have got millions, they're like billions. They've got trillions of dollars. Yeah, I don't Probably know if they've billions. got trillions yet. They've got billions for sure, though. They've got billions of dollars. The least they could do is, you know, get a bigger team. Because yeah, like, yeah. Apple have even got a gaming thing set up now, haven't they? Yeah, they have, yeah. Everyone's fucking it, doing it. Like, I feel like Amazon could have done better. Yeah, they yeah. they should have done better with the amount of money and sway they've got now. The amount of stuff they could have done to make this better, and they just didn't. No, no. I'm just looking at who was the design lead on it. You know, the game designer. I'm trying to see yeah. if it says it anywhere, because I'd be interested to know what they've done before. I mean, Amazon Games, just looking at their uh, their game history. So 2020, Airport Mania. 2011, Airport Mania 2. 2012, Air Patriot, Simple Zoo, Lucky's Escape, Living Classics, 2014, Tofu Fury, Tales from Deep Space, Sev Zero, Lost Within, Till Morning's Light. Then, like you said, the Grand Tour game, Crucible, New World, and Breakaway. Uh, I'm just going to go on Crucible and see what it says. 
Colin Johansson, Jason Stanstill. The, it's actually got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight game directors. That might be part of the problem. Yeah. Too many cooks. Too many cooks in one kitchen, my good son. Yeah. Spoil the broth, boy. Yeah, it does indeed. Brothy boy. You. Yeah, brothy boy. I love a good ramen, and this is not that. <laughs> it, Yeah, overall, obviously, you could probably tell we're not feeling this game, but... If it got better, I'd happily reinstall it and give it another That's go. That's the thing, yeah. Like I'm, I'm but in its current state, it. I'm not going anywhere near it. No, no. So please, guys, please take our criticism with a pinch of salt. We did enjoy what we played for the, the most part, and then it completely changed after playing a bit once we saw the flaws that were there. So please, make some changes. Please fix it. Please fix it, because we will play please. it. I need I need like a hero shooter to play with my mates that's free. You know what I mean? Yeah. Th- this would really fit a nice like niche within my gaming library. Yeah. It really would, but I just I c- I'm not playing it again in this state. No, no. So out of what would you give it out of ten? <laughs> Ooh. Um, maybe like a three. I was thinking the same. Three and it's got room for improvement. Three is only room for improvement. Yeah, I've got to say a three. Like, it's not the worst, but it's pretty bad. Yeah. On the burrito spicy scale, it's got to be a mild. A mild boy. Yeah, I don't think we've ever had a mild on this scale. No, I guess we tend to play good games. Or we tend to play games that we like and then review them. <laughs> <laughs> That's a very good point, yeah. Yeah. But, you know, I'm I'm excited for them to give it another go or try and do something with it. Yeah, yeah, and I'm excited. Sweet. I am excited to see where it's where it'll go. So let's leave it on that. Um, yeah, positive spin at the end. Yes, and we'll come back to it maybe at some point. Maybe um, let's get into some game news, shall we? Yes. Okay. Uh, oh, well, actually, let's first let's throw in a promo right here. Let's do it. Promo me. Promo away. <laughs> Hi, we're Eliza, Allison, and Carlin, and we're the hosts of Resolved Mysteries Podcast. Our podcast follows the 80s and 90s television show Unsolved Mysteries, hosted by Robert Stack. We have a love for true crime and the unsolved. If you don't remember Unsolved Mysteries, we forgive you, but you don't have to know to get into our show. If you like true crime stuff, ghost stuff, alien stuff, or just stories about weird shit like Bigfoot, this is your podcast. The stories we cover range from totally ridiculous to truly heartbreaking. We do detailed research on all of the segments that Unsolved Mysteries aired, then drink some wine and give you the latest updates on every case. We talk about stories that will leave you laughing, crying, and occasionally outraged. Resolve Mysteries podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you get your favorite pods. Join us and perhaps you may be able to help solve a mystery. Uh, right, so I'm going to get into some game news. It's time for us to talk about games. New ones. Games. New ones. Games. New ones. So there has been a lot floating around at the moment to do with Sega. Have you heard about any of this? They're doing like a little Game Gear thing or something, aren't they? There is that, and there is another thing as well. So we'll do. We'll get onto the Sega Game Gear after. First, I want to talk about this weird news that's been floating around the game space. So for the past weeks, the past two or three weeks, I think it's been, 
people have been like rumoring that there's some big scoop announcement coming from Sega and from what I found while doing some googling and finding a translated Japanese article they're apparently working on something dubbed fog gaming now my first thought was that oh this is just cloud gaming and this is the translation from Japanese but apparently it's a completely different term from what I can find um, from Dr. Serkan Toto on Twitter. This is definitely not the Japanese equivalent of cloud gaming. What they're hoping to do is to use Sega arcades throughout Japan, which I think I've mentioned before, are giant like 10 story arcade buildings. And they want to use these as the technical backbone for the system as they house hundreds of collective GPUs and CPUs. And from what it seems that they're planning to do is to use these machines as servers to stream games from them as what they're claiming is going to be ultra low latency gaming. And they've also stated that these would be used out of hours so you could still play the games that you love from the arcade while at home. So for anyone who doesn't know, arcades in Japan work slightly differently than they do over here in England or maybe in America as well where you essentially have a player profile similar to your Xbox Live account or your PlayStation or Steam account, which you can use across the different games and different game machines. I had no idea that was a thing. Yeah, it is over there. So you sort of like log in on the machine when you get there and you can play this as your saved character. That's kind of cool. It's, I like it's that. very cool. I mean, like people That's live very cyberpunky. It is. Yeah, it really is. It's like people go there and live there for days, it feels like. But I'm interested to see what this fog gaming is all about. Yeah, I think. Sorry, I yawned. It's all right. Don't worry. Um, <laughs> yeah, it sounds. It sounds interesting. I'd, I'd give that a go. Yeah, I give it. I, give it a cheeky try. Cheeky, cheeky try. It seems like what Google are, are doing with the whole Stadia thing, like using server spaces to house the games in, but they're using an already in-place system, being the arcades. Like that's quite clever, if you ask me. Yeah, the infrastructure's already... Well, not the infrastructure. The main stuff's already there, like the computing power. Yeah, all the hardware. You've just there. then got to connect everything. Yeah. So let's, let's see what where they're going to go. I mean, Sega are coming up on their 60th anniversary as well this year, uh, which is why they've announced the the, Giga, the, Giga, the Sega Game Gear <laughs> Mini. I keep swapping up my first letters today. Yeah, so the Game Gear Mini which I've been looking about today, is hilariously tiny, I will, might add. Have you seen the size of it? Have you seen the measurements? Not the measurements. I've seen that it's like really small it's though. It's 80 millimeters wide, uh, which is 3.15 inches and 43 millimeters tall, which is 1.7 inches. Which if you remember the Game Boy Micro, which was essentially like turning a Nokia 3310 on its side, it's pretty much that size. Why? I don't know. It's so tiny. The nice thing is, I mean, they're releasing this in four different colors, which each come with four different games. So this is going to be like a nice little collectible item, I guess, for people who love collecting. You've got four different models to collect here. So the black model comes with Sonic the Hedgehog, Puyo Puyo 2, Outrun, and Royal Stone. The blue model comes with Sonic Chaos, Gunstar Heroes, Sylvian Tail, and Baku Baku Animal. The yellow model comes with Shining Force Gaiden, Shining Force the Sword of Haya. I don't know if that's how you say it, but it looks like Haya. Uh, Shining Force <laughs> Gaiden, The Final Conflict, and Nazu Poyo, Ale Noru. 
And the red model comes with Revolutions, the Demon Slayer, Megami Tensei Gaiden, Last Bible Special, and the GG Shinobi, and then Columns. So you've got like a nice little choice of games there. Yeah, that's all right. So are they all preloaded? They are. So each one comes preloaded with, with the four games. What's funny is that the, the two-inch screen looks horribly tiny on the little device, but that's actually bigger than the original Game Gear screen, which was only oh, really? it was like one point five or 1.15 inches the screen which i had one and i don't remember it being that tiny but i suppose i was a little kid at the time so it, it, it <laughs> yeah when i was playing it it felt like holding like a whole sega in your hand anyway like it was massive to hold but if you're a collector i mean you've got a really nice little option here and if you're someone who's planning to buy all four of the colors if you're like a proper sega head if you buy all four sega will actually throw in a mini version of their big window peripheral which will help you zoom in on the little screen so it's like the the game boy one where you've got the magnifying glass yeah essentially yeah so there, there was a big version called the big window for the original game gear and they've made a smaller one to clip on this one as well Mate, it's 2020. How is this shit still going? <laughs> I have no idea. Right. Well, I've got a little bit. Uh, the EA Access has come to Steam. Oh, okay. Which there's not really more I can add than that. Really? Just that it's come to Some it. EA games. Uh, which which uh, yeah. games are they getting? Do you know? Uh, now you're asking. I did check before. Uh, let's see if it's still got Obviously it Obviously, you Steam. didn't. Otherwise, you'd fucking know. <laughs> well, the, yeah. It's, let's be honest. EA haven't made much good recently. No, you're right. It's all stuff like Mirror's Edge Catalyst, Crisis 3, Plants vs. Zombies, Battle for Neighborhood. You know, there's not really... Oh, Neighborville, sorry. Okay. The, there's not really a whole bunch. They've got Burnout Paradise Remastered, which is really cool. That's too many I like words. Burnout Paradise. It's only a five. <laughs> Ooh, it's only a five. Ooh, Shit. Taste it. Wait. <laughs> sorry, I'm getting distracted. That's Bear with right. me. Medal of Honor Airborne. That's pretty cool, but I don't know if all this stuff was already on there. You know what I mean? Is are they just adding EA access and now going on sale? Maybe it might just be that. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. The whole of Xbox Command and Live Conquer is remastered collection, much. though. Command and Conquer, did you say? Remastered, yeah. Oh, right, okay. Which, yeah, I'm not. I'm not going to buy any of those. I've actually never. Played Sadly, them. never mind. <laughs> so, is that all the game news we got for today? I think it is, isn't it? Yeah, it's been a slow week. Yeah, I've, I've looked a bit of like movie news, but because of everything that's going on at the moment. There isn't much movie news, to be honest. Definitely recommend checking bottom of the stream out for movie news. If uh, if there's ever anything where you, you know, you're not sure, they always have Netflix news. Even if it's a slow week, they tend to have updates on things. Yeah, yeah, they do. Yeah, especially on what that Fast Color or something was a film they recommended, which looked amazing. Like the the screenshot they put on Twitter the other day was fucking great. Like I'm gonna, I'm adding that to me, uh, my watch list. Definitely. It was really cool. Yeah. Definitely not watching Holidays, though. That looked... Nah, fuck that. <laughs> no, no, it looked totally weird. That weird uh, rabbit man. <laughs> yeah, nope. The, the the way they said he was slimy as well. Yeah, I looked at the picture they put on, and he does. He looks kind of slick. Slick. Yeah, like greased up deaf <laughs> that guy. Used to be, uh, that used to be a compliment back in the day. Yeah, no, he's so slick. He just shimmies on through doors. He's just like straight through. Just making like a little... As he walks around... <laughs> How did you make that noise? What do you mean, how do I make that noise? This. Oh, yeah, that. Ugh, it was grim. <laughs> Stu's going to be all about that. Just get my cheeks. Yeah. Uh, you get your cheeks, and then you just, like, flap them back and forth in your hands. You just spoke so quickly after. I wasn't sure how you, like, I thought you had something in your hand. Like, I was like, what the fuck is he squeezing? No, I just, <laughs> just got, like, waggling about a yeah. flashlight or yeah, something. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> right, let's get into weekly recommends on the, uh, the notion of flashlights. Um, <laughs> things that were watched and played to recommend to you 
Wow. Do you have one um, for me today? And is it Fleshlights? Uh, <laughs> this episode sponsored by Fleshlights. <laughs> Um, not really. There's not. I've not been playing much new. I played a little, little bit of Resident Evil Resistance, but I wouldn't really recommend it. No. Oh, right. um, okay. No. Um, there's not really much I recommend. That's to okay. be honest, you can, you can recommend nothing's impressed nothing me week. this week. There you go. I have one massive one that uh, has really impressed me, and I was so surprised by it. It's a game called Deep Rock Galactic. Have you heard of it? Uh, yes, I, I heard a tiny bit about it. You played it recently, didn't I you? I did, yeah. So I, I got it the other day. The weird thing is I got it for free because at the top of Xbox Live, like where it says buy, above it, it just said play. So I just got it and it downloaded. And now I can play it. But my dad had to buy it and Stu has to buy it. But I can play it for free. <laughs> and I don't know why. I don't know if someone bought don't it. Don't say anything. Not just, gonna, it, like... just bleep this bit. Don't let them know. <laughs> I don't know if like, maybe someone bought it and sent it to me and I didn't realize. And I feel bad if they did because I didn't say thank you. But I don't know where it's come from, but it's a great game. For the, the actual studio behind it, it's an indie game studio called Ghost Ship Games. And that is currently rocking 10 out of 10 on Steam and 9 out of 10 on IGN. Which for some random oh, small indie game that I hadn't heard of shocked me right away. Uh, the actual game itself is a one-to-four-player co-op first-person shooter featuring badass space dwarves, 100% destructible environments, procedurally generated caves, and endless hordes of alien monsters. And that is the description from their Steam account. At its core, it's a game about collecting resources, which I usually don't like at all. Uh, and because of like Minecraft, like the big hype, and then dying down of that, I, I always tend to stray away from any games with any kind of mining in them. But this one the world that's in it and the sheer amount of character that they've crammed into this game i absolutely love it like i really really do love it i could happily do a full episode about it it feels like an old game so like it's it feels like a classic game from the n64 era with like low poly 3d style but the amount of features from new games so for me it's like hitting this weird like neo nostalgia button and it's tweaking something in the back of my brain like for for some reason when i was walking down the corridors in the in like the main mining rig which is like the hub area where you choose your missions and upgrade your character and stuff in my head it was going like quake and halo one and it, it, it was just hitting everything i needed at the time you have four classes of dwarves to play as. You've got a scout, an engineer, a gunner, and a miner, each that have got different skills like flare guns, grapple guns, huge mining gauntlets to dig through walls, and platform guns to help you scale up cliffs. And you essentially explore asteroids and strange planets to find rare minerals and alien eggs, and whatever, you know, or get whatever your mission calls for, really. And you have this little minecart called Molly that walks around on spider legs. And you, when you call it, your dwarf's like, where's that minecart? And he like comes like walking <laughs> up behind you. And they, they just, all the characters talk to each other as they're doing stuff, which I love. I just like that they're all talking. It's just, I don't know, there's so much fucking juice in this game. Like life in it. it honestly, there's, there's even a bar in the rig with a little robot that runs the bar. And you can just buy beers for your friends and then just like play the jukebox and dance and each dwarf's got loads of different dances and stuff and it's as you get drunk you do different things one makes you burp explosives that like fires you across the room there's one that's called like <laughs> underhill brew which is a, a nod at the hobbits from lord of the rings and when you drink it you shrink to hobbit size and you can like customize your beard and all your different outfits and everything it's it's just it's so good and then at the end, when you've got the resources that you want, you know, what you need to complete the mission, you press a button on the back of the minecart to call the mining drill down to pick you up. And then you've got to escape and the minecart like runs off to find it. And you've got to follow it up through all the walls while being like 
rushed by all these aliens that are like running out of all the caves. It's just, please go and play it. It's so good. I, I really need to play it. I have got a recommend now. Oh, yeah. Uh, has been Hotel and. Oh, yes. And uh, Hell of a Boss. Both awesome. Which are both on YouTube. One's 30 minutes, one's 10 minutes. They're really good. They are. They're really good. They're, they're actually. Has recommended them to they me. They haven't they're cast Lucifer great. for season two yet. And I'm, they did a, a public voice thing last time, so I've, I've recorded loads of lines ready. As soon as they fucking say there's a public thing going, I'm just going to send in loads of voice auditions. I would fucking love Do to it. play a character in that that series. Well, that, yeah, that about wraps up. It, then, it does. I think. That wraps up this burrito nice and firm. Let's take it to go. So please, guys, <laughs> find us on all the socials and please help us reach that 100 rating and review mark for five stars as it would help boost us all over the world. So we'll see you next week. Right. Thank you very much, guys. Love you all. Bye. Bye.